Good morning, Generations family, church at home. So excited to be with you this morning. Happy Father's Day. Um, I want to talk to you this morning on Father's Day, but I want to talk to you more from the, I don't want to talk to you from the perspective of a father as much as I want to talk to you from the point of view of a son and the impact of having a godly influence, which is the the title of today's message, The Impact of Having a Godly Influence. I want to say this, a huge part of why I'm standing here, where I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm at in my life today, after drug addiction, after suicide attempts, after homelessness and a really dark path is because I had an example growing up. I had a godly influence. I had a dad who truly loves the Lord and he was unashamedly in love with Jesus. Growing up, I would see the way that my dad lived. He lived in a way that always pointed to the goodness of God. And he, he demonstrated the power of, of, his, of the Holy Spirit and, and the will of the Lord in our lives. That he wants to partner with us and, and lead us and not just, not just do life for us or, or, or without us, but wants to partner with us and do life with us. And, and he stood on the word of God. He didn't waver and he wasn't... He wasn't influenced to the standards of this world, but he always uh, stood on the word of God, and, and he, his, his standards were based on the word of God. I used to think he was a little hard on me, and the truth is he kind of was. But looking back, I am thankful that he was hard on me. I'm, I'm thankful that he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't allow the standards of this world to influence the way he raised me. He would always encourage me. He would always encourage me to do better and to, and to be better. He wasn't afraid to correct me and to disciple me, to discipline me and instruct me in the ways of the Lord. He wasn't afraid to correct me when I was wrong, but he also encouraged me when I was doing right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. There's two areas that Paul mentions here. First, he mentions discipline. Discipline is, involves learning self-control and the ability to restrain from personal desires in order to do what is right. Second, Paul adds the instruction of the Lord. Being involved in teaching our children about God's ways through both teaching and example. As a godly influence, my dad lived and spoke of the truths that God's word, te- God's word teaches. He disciplined me, but not only that, he gave me an example of, of, of what to follow, of how to, to seek after God. Like Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he says, You are to imitate me just as I imitate Christ. And I'm thankful to have, to have had a dad who lived who lived in a, with the, in a relationship with the Lord and, and taught me what that means. Instructing is more than teaching, it is training, being the example that we want our, our kids to become. Who we are today will influence who our children become tomorrow. Proverbs chapter 22, verse six tells us, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So my dad brought me up in the, in the discipline or, or in the instruction of the Lord. 
and he trained me by being an example. Even though there may have been, there, there, may, not, there may not have been much fruit in my childhood of his discipleship in my, li- in my life, my dad never gave up. He continued to speak the word of God and, and to be that example for me. He continued to believe and trust in the Lord even though, even though I was making bad decisions. And when I turned my life to the Lord, when I, when I chose to, re- to, to allow Jesus to be my, my Savior and not just my Lord, the Holy Spirit began to remind me of the teachings and of the example that I had growing up. I began to remember how my dad prayed and he would, he would spend hours in the Bible. I remember my dad worshiping and he wasn't embarrassed to, to seek the Lord. So when I turned my life to the Lord, I was reminded of the, of the example I had growing up. Growing up, my dad talked a lot about the power of surrendering our lives to Jesus. And he reminded me that, that God has a plan for me. He would, te- he would tell me that I can do all things through Christ. He would never give in to my poor attitude, but he would always remind me of stories in the Bible. He would remind me like Cain and Abel. He would tell me that if I would just make the right choices, I would be accepted. That I would see the blessings and the favor of God poured out on my life. But also on the other side of that, he told me if I continued to to make the choices that I was making, going down the road that I was headed, headed down, that things would only continue to get harder. He would tell me that he was for me and that he loved me and that he would help me, but that I would have to make the choice for myself. Now, I'm not gonna get real deep into my personal testimony this morning, but I am gonna touch on a few things because I think they are very important for this message today. For 12 years, I was addicted to drugs, to heavy drugs. And during that time, I had tried to get sober multiple times. In fact, I remember one time I was living on the streets um, and I called my dad and I asked for help and immediately he said, come home. But he told me I had to be sober and he told me that there was gonna be some rules. And so uh, I lied. I said I was good, wanted to be sober uh, but the truth was I wasn't ready to be sober. I just wanted to get off the streets. And so um, after a few days, my dad ended up finding something, in, some drugs and paraphernalia in my bags, and um, he kicked me out. He said um, that I couldn't stay in his house. And so I asked him, I'm your son. Don't you love me? And he said, son, you don't yet understand. It is because I love you that I cannot allow you to stay in my house and do drugs. And so I always knew that he, he, would, he would make the right decision according to what I need, not, not the emotions in the moment or what, he, uh, what I wanted, but what was best for me. I knew that I could trust him and that he would lead me and that he wouldn't, he wouldn't set me up for failure, but that if I, if I listened to him, he would help me. It was because of his faith in the Lord that I know I can count on him. I know that when I come to my dad, he, he won't tell me what I want to hear, but he will tell me what the word of God says, and he will help me apply it to my life. He always told me, just like the prodigal son, that not if, but when I was ready, that he would welcome me home. And I think it's kind of ironic, every time I... I moved back home, he took me shopping and 
he was a uh, he raised cattle, so he always had steaks. I think it was funny. Um, I believe with all my heart that the reason I am alive today is because of my dad's relationship with the Lord. Now, this is going to get deep, but it's powerful if you can hear this message. First, I want to start with King David and Solomon. The Bible says that God didn't remove Solomon from his position because he wanted to honor his covenant with David. Solomon lived the majority of his life selfishly, spending his wealth building to temples to false gods that, with, for all the women that he was sleeping with. He had some 700 mistresses, and, and they all were from different, different areas or different um, religions, and they, and they wanted temples for their gods to worship in. And so he, because of his lust, he used God's, God's wealth, God's kingdom money to build temples to false gods so that they could worship because of his, his desires, his fleshly desires. His heart had turned away from the Lord and onto the fleshly things of this world. In fact, he ended up saying, before he, before he died, he ultimately said that apart from the Lord, it is all vanity. He searched it all and ultimately said that apart from the Spirit of the Lord, it is all emptiness. So God didn't remove Solomon from his position because he wanted to keep his covenant with David, with his father. June 2nd, 2018, I tried to overdose on heroin for the second time. It's the second time in five days. Um, I had called my dad and I asked once again for help. And he said, come home. And so for 16 days, I struggled getting sober. I str struggled with sobriety. I struggled with, with, uh, I struggled with myself. I struggled with, with the pain that I was feeling, the hurt. And each day and night, my dad would get alone with the Lord. He would get on his face before God and just pray for me not knowing the, the depth of the struggle that I was going through, only knowing the power of God. He would get on his face, and, and he was in the middle. He, he began to fast for me and pray for me and, and intercede for me. And on two separate occasions, as my dad was, was one, I think the first time he was praying, the second time he was, he was in the shower, he was, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Stop. Go check on your son. And both of those times, my dad stopped what he was doing, and he came to check on me. And both of those times, I tried to overdose on heroin. My dad got to me just in the nick of time. I had stopped breathing, and I, and I overdosed. And both times, it is because my dad is sensitive, and my dad has a relationship with the Lord. And he, he, he was sensitive enough to hear the Spirit of God. So he, he stopped what he was doing. And I am alive today because of my dad's relationship with the Lord. I believe we're missing the intimacy with God, the, the, the passion for just his presence. I hear a lot of, of people talk about ministries and, and sermons and seminars and conferences, which don't get me wrong, those are all, those are all great things. There's nothing wrong with them. But what I don't hear a lot of, of talk about is the presence of God, about waking up and just spending, spending hours or however much time, spending time in the presence of God and just being filled with the, with the Spirit, being, being energized with, 
with the Spirit of God. Our alone time is, is where God is able to rejuvenate us and energize us and give us what we need for life. It is the, it's the heart of God for us to just spend our, our time with him and just worship in his presence. I'm passionate about the Lord and, and about his presence because I grew up with an example of somebody who is passionately in love with the Lord, who, who got on his face and just worshiped God and didn't worry about what his friends thought, didn't worry about even what his family thought. He was passionate about the Lord and the Lord alone. And that influence impacted me. And, and now I live a life where I am in love with the Lord because I had an example of somebody who was in love with the Lord. I have one more story and then we'll close. I want to go back up a few months before the, before the overdoses when I was in the middle of my addiction. I get a phone call from my dad and he begins to explain to me how he's in the middle of this 30-day fast and he's, he got a word from the Lord and he's excited and, and he's just so enthusiastic about this word he got from the Lord. He starts to tell me that how God is getting ready to shift some things around in our family. And he's, he's convinced and he's just, he's on fire for this, for, for the whole entire family. And, and let me just, let me say this. My dad is the only one seeking the Lord at this time. The only one in the whole entire family. I'm strung out on drugs. My brother's on drugs. My other brother and his wife are in and out of the hospital. They're, they're trying to get pregnant, but the doctors can't find anything wrong. And they're, they're, heartbroken over this this situation they're in um, my stepsister is is battling cancer my mom is drinking every day my stepdad doesn't know the Lord and and my dad is the only one on his face before the Lord the only one seeking God and he gets this word from the from him and he and and he, he calls each and every one of our family members and he said hey God's getting ready to shift some things around in our family and a few months later, I, I had this episode where I, where I uh, ultimately get off of drugs. I give my life to the Lord, and the Lord sets me on this journey. My other brother sobers up. My, my brother and his wife get pregnant. My, my mom stops, you know, she, my mom uh, quits drinking. My stepdad gets saved and, and, and gets baptized. My stepsister gets free from cancer. And it's all because my dad chose to trust in the Lord and to lean on the Lord and not be persuaded by, the, by, his, by what is going on around him in his life, but he chose to truly believe and to just set himself apart for the Lord. For the Lord. And the Lord just opened the floodgates on my whole entire family and the spirit of the Lord touched each and every one of us and, and answered more than what my dad had prayed for. And it's because of his faithfulness. It's because he chose to just get on his face before the Lord and, and not worry about the circumstances, but just lean in, in the presence of God. It is, it, is, it is God's will for us just to seek him. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. My dad sought the God. He sought God. He seeked after the spirit of the Lord only, and everything else began to, to line up. God is powerful but he wants a relationship with us. 